Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. This week agrees with the president, apparently. Congress must prevent that rail strike. Is this confirmation of how badly money is being wasted in D.C.? This is Kyle Cooper. It was a down day on Wall Street. Across the board, Asian stocks are mainly higher, though, this morning. Good morning. It's 2 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. President Biden is now urging Congress to intervene to stop a railroad strike. More from CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. As a senator, Joe Biden was repeatedly asked to vote on measures either preventing or ending railroad strikes. The industry operates under a 20th century legal framework that allows for Congress to step in to avoid work stoppages. In this case, the president is calling on Congress to immediately adopt a measure imposing the terms of the tentative agreement struck by union leaders and railroad bosses in September. Workers in four of the 12 major railroad unions voted to reject that deal, saying it did not include enough sick time. In Buffalo, the self-described white supremacist who killed 10 black people at a supermarket in May pleaded guilty on Monday. More from CBS's Jerika Duncan. Prosecutors say the killer spent months researching his intended target because of the number of black people living in the neighborhood. In court, one prosecutor repeated the phrase, because they were black, several times after referring to each person who died. The Chesapeake, Virginia City Council has approved an emergency declaration that would free up funding for recovery following the deadly shooting at a Walmart. City Clerk Sandra Madison. A resolution confirming the declaration of an emergency associated with the response to the mass casualty shooting incident at Walmart 1521 Sam Circle effective November 22nd, 2022, 10:12 p.m. and concluding the state of emergency ceased effective November 28th, 2022, 5 p.m. Six people were killed when a night manager at the store opened fire a week ago, then shot and killed himself. The Senate is expected to take a final vote Tuesday on a bipartisan bill recognizing same-sex marriage rights. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Because millions of Americans deserve equal justice under the law and peace of mind knowing their right to marry the person they love is protected. In Ukraine, as the weather turns battlefields to mud, the advance of both sides is slowed. More from CBS's Imtiaz Tayeb. It becomes very difficult for Ukrainian forces to push forward and, of course, for Russia to try to push back against them. And so this lightning advance that we've seen uh, from the Ukrainians is likely to slow down at least for the next few weeks, possibly for the next month or so. But again, the Ukrainians saying we need more weapons. We're going to keep fighting. This is not a stalemate, that this is an active conflict and they are going to keep pushing Russia out of their territory. President Biden is hosting French President Emmanuel Macron this week at a state dinner with Ukraine tops on the agenda in meetings. Virginia Democratic Congressman A. Donald McEachin has died. His office said he'd been fighting the secondary effects of colorectal cancer. This is CBS News. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. Can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters need them. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Learn how you can help first responders by texting BRAVE to 24365. WTOP at 203. It's Tuesday morning, 29th of November, 2022. We're looking at a partly cloudy, cold overnight early morning. 30s and 40s for the low, depending upon where you are in the region by daybreak. 42 in our nation's capital now. Good morning to you. 
I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your Tuesday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we do head into this 2 a.m. hour together. A strange sight it was, certainly, high above Gaithersburg. It's gone now, though. We're talking about that small plane, which is no longer trapped in the electrical transmission tower that it crashed into over the weekend Sunday night. At the time, knocking out power to the region... And this morning, an update on the two people on board that plane. Montgomery County Fire Chief Scott Goldstein said on Monday that the plane has now been removed from the power lines after it struck the transmission tower on Sunday night. 3.30, just before 4 o'clock this morning, the plane and the, the engine, or all of the plane, was removed from the tower. The pilot and passenger were stuck in a tangled up plane for hours and had serious injuries, but were in touch with first responders the whole time. We took very deliberate and and, and time-consuming steps to to effect the rescue and the uh, removal of those two folks. Their condition has improved, and one of them is now out of the hospital. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. The NTSB plans to release a preliminary report of their investigation into this crash in the next two to three weeks, we're told. WTOP News time, now 2.05, moments after the crash, uh, crashing that single-engine plane into the power lines over the weekend. The pilot, 66-year-old Patrick Merkel, made a remarkably calm, we're told, call to Montgomery County 911. Here it is. I've flown into a tower to the northwest of Gaithersburg Airport. The calmness in his voice belies the predicament he and his passenger, 66-year-old Janet Williams, were in. Trapped about 100 feet off the ground, their plane dangling from the tower. I'm just concerned about our articulation and the, the possibility that we could slip out of this tower. The 911 call taker asked about injuries and offered clear directions as first responders began the rescue. Stay inside of the plane, obviously. Keep as still as you can. They're working on getting up to you guys. Emergency personnel stayed in constant contact with pilot and passenger during the ordeal. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Sad news this morning in the political world locally. Virginia Congressman Donald McEachin has died after a long battle with cancer. He was only 61. McEachin, a Democrat, had just won re-election for a fourth term in Virginia's 4th District. His chief of staff says he was diagnosed with colorectal cancer back in 2013. Does the government waste money, really? This may be confirmation of that, at least in the district. He fired off a letter last April asking D.C.'s watchdog, the Office of the Auditor, to take a look at why stuff doesn't seem to get fixed ever in the city and schools, or at least not in a timely fashion. Now, Council Chair Phil Mendelson says the results are in and a lot of cash is being wasted. But the report confirms is that the central component of any good maintenance system which is work orders, is a mess. In some work orders, before and after photos were not the actual project, but stock images found on the Internet. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. WTOP News time, now 207. Who calls the shots on where you can park or how land in your community is actually being developed? Montgomery County Council members got a preview recently of some some proposed bills expected to come up for consideration in Annapolis come this winter. One proposal would study shifting some of the powers of land use decisions away from the Montgomery County Planning Board and put it under local county control. Councilmember Andrew Friedson objected. Uh, that's power grab. Friedson said that power should stay with the Independent Planning Board, although the bill only calls for the study of the plan. Other bills deal with who gets authority on off-street parking near transit projects. Currently, the county holds that power. 
and where the fines from violations of passing school buses should end up. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. This is Attorney General Jason Meares. Every day, a silent killer murders four Virginians. Drug overdoses. To keep our loved ones safe, we have to talk to them about the dangers of drugs. Whether it's opioids, heroin, or counterfeits laced with fentanyl, we all play a role in building safe and healthy futures for ourselves and our children. So do your part. Be their protector, because one pill can kill. Take the first step today and be informed. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com. Thank the Lord for the night You're with WTOP, Matt Dean Lane. Good Tuesday morning, 29th of November. Glad you're with us here at WTOP, where the time now is 2.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Driving and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. Still dealing with the crash investigation, closing the northbound lane to 210 between Swan Creek Road and Fort Washington Road. Again, traffic diverted into the service roadway to get around. On the southbound side at the crash site, they also have the left lane blocked. You do have two right lanes getting by, so there's no delay on the southbound side. But just be aware they're out there. Uh, investigation also continues northbound Western Parkway between St. Patrick's Drive and Plaza Drive down in St. Charles. Again, that is closed as a result of a crash. Southbound side was open up in Montgomery Village. Ongoing uh, cleanup investigation of Sunday night small aircraft crash. Goshen Road remains closed between Rothbury Drive and Bramblebush Drive. Again, traffic redirected each way as a result. Still working southbound on Old Georgetown Road between Democracy Boulevard and the Beltway. Single left lane through that work zone. Over on the Bay Bridge, the eastbound span blocked for overnight maintenance. Westbound carries two-way traffic, one lane for each direction of travel with the buffer in between. And for now, no reported delay as a result. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Automall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit Fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Starting off your Tuesday morning, a little bit on the cool side. Not as cold as we've been over the past couple of weeks here, but still close to freezing in many areas. And the city will be upper 30s to around 40. Afternoon temperatures in the low to mid-50s. I'm going 53 degrees in the city with partly cloudy and mostly cloudy skies. Now on Wednesday, plenty of cloud cover and rain. We'll see periods of rain, some of it heavy, high of 60. Rather windy, too. Winds gusting 30 to 40 miles an hour, bringing with it colder air behind that system. Thursday, a high temperature in the mid-40s, wind chills in the 30s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammer. Right now, we are looking at 41 degrees in Roslyn as well, Farragut Square, a degree cooler, 40 in Laurel this 2 a.m. hour. Tuesday morning, November 29th, we are at 42 degrees in Holding in our nation's capital. This latest check brought to you this early hour on WTOP by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. This is WTOP News. Stick around. Coming up this half hour, we've got the very latest on the war between Ukraine and Russia. Here at home, it is surely the sign the holiday season is now in full swing. President Joe Biden is expected this week to flip the switch and light the national Christmas tree. Final preparations are underway for the national Christmas tree lighting in President's Park. It's a 30-foot tall white fir. Two and a half miles of light strong end to end, 63,750 individual LED bulbs. Will Shafroth, president and CEO of the National Park Foundation, says tickets are sold out, but the event will be broadcast Sunday, December 11th at 8 on CBS. It's the 100th lighting of our national Christmas tree. Students in Calvert and Stafford counties and in D.C. created ornaments for the state trees of Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. 
Wolf Trap hosts its annual holiday sing-along this weekend on Saturday, to be specific. And the best part is that the event is entirely free to the public. This started way back in 1968 when our founder, Catherine Feline Schaus, invited local choirs over to the Wolf Trap farm to sing holiday songs. And that tradition stuck. Wolf Trap President Arvin Minocha says the president's own United States Marine Band will be joined by over 15 local choirs with 600 singers. You can count on Joy to the World, Deck the Halls, Frosty the Snowman. The dreidel song. It all builds to a candlelit finale sure to put you in the holiday spirit. The last tradition is always everybody leaving the Feline Center with LED candles in their hands singing Silent Night. Jason for LED WTOP News. WTOP at 212. To the latest now on the war this morning, the ministers of foreign affairs of Estonia, Finland, Iceland, Latvia, Lithuania, Norway, and Sweden all visiting Kiev recently. Considered the biggest international visit to Kiev, from the beginning of Russia's war against Ukraine and is considered more proof of Europe's commitment to help Ukraine. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green has more for us. It's hard to tell what Russia's planning, but there are signs they're up to something. We have seen that more warships, a big warship now carrying eight caliber missiles appeared in the Black Sea, which is a sign that they are planning for, for another massive missile strike. Yuri Sack is an advisor to Ukraine's Minister of Defense. He says the Russians have learned that in order to hit any targets inside Ukraine... They need to overwhelm our air defense systems. And Sack says there's only one way Russia can do that. And this can only be possible if they launch these missile strikes in swarms. And that's exactly what they suspect coming based on the body language of Russia's forces in the country and those far outside the country. Hey, JJ, folks have been really concerned about the Russians having control of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, and now it looks like they may be preparing to leave. Is that true? Yeah, there's a strong possibility of that. We don't know for sure what's going to happen, but uh, speaking with Yuri Sack, an advisor to Ukraine's Minister of Defense, he said they actually have some evidence that's been passed on to them from people inside the plant, people who work at the plant. And he says the behavior of the Russian troops that have been in and around the plant, according to these people who work there, these Ukrainians, suggest that they are planning to pack up and leave. Now, of course, this may be another false flag or another hint at something to try to throw Ukraine off. In fact, we heard the Kremlin spokesman say they're not planning to leave, but you never know with Russia, especially considering statements that their government makes. But Sachs says there are people who work in the plant that say that Russia's body language and behavior there suggest they are planning to leave. For the latest of the war between Ukraine and Russia, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking there with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Tuesday morning, 29th of November, 2.15 sports time indeed. Now Mr. Rob Woodfork's turn this morning. The Wizards emphatically return to the win column, setting season highs in points scored and margin of victory in a 142-27 blowout of the Minnesota Timberwolves. That snaps a three-game slide. Kristaps Porzingis scored a career-best 41 points to lead the effort, but Wes Unsell Jr. says of a defense that forced 18 turnovers that led to 29 points. Some of them we fell into, honestly, but the hand activity, our awareness, 
getting into guys and being a little bit more physical at the point of screens, trying to take things away when we could. But the fact that we were able to turn teams over and capitalize was really, a, I mean, going into this game, a point of issue. So we were able to capitalize on that tonight, which is a big positive. The T-Wolves lost Carl Anthony Towns to a leg injury in the third quarter. Minnesota is optimistic is not serious. Virginia Tech also enjoyed a double-digit home win over Minnesota beating the Golden Gophers 67-57. Since week six, the Washington Commanders 6-1 record and plus seven turnover ratio are the NFL's best. The defense has allowed the third fewest points and fourth fewest yards over that same span. And Ron Rivera has a pretty straightforward approach to the rest of the season. The next step would be to score a few more points and not allow a few more points. And instead of winning games by one score, maybe you win a few more by two or three scores. I think that's the next evolution. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Taylor Heineke. That burgundy and gold offense, ninth worst in both scoring and passing yardage. In the other football, it's win or go home for Team USA in the World Cup. But draw or loss to Iran Tuesday afternoon would eliminate the Americans. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 216 on WTOP. Woman is under arrest this morning following a fire in Landover Hills over the weekend Sunday night that investigators say they believe was set. Two people were taken to the hospital with serious injuries after the fire at a multi-family home located on Warner Avenue. Thirteen other residents were displaced. The unnamed woman who was arrested is charged this morning with multiple counts of arson, malicious burning and reckless endangerment, all in connection with the fire. Damage is estimated to be at least $100,000. The investigation ongoing. A Prince George's County student is under arrest this morning, accused of bringing a gun to school. County police say a classmate saw the 16-year-old student showing off the gun at the time on the bus this week on the way to Frederick Douglass High School on Monday morning. Now, the gun was apparently unloaded, they say, but police say there was ammo in the student's backpack. The child is being charged this morning as an adult with multiple charges related to having a gun on school grounds. Had word that Virginia Congressman Donald McEachin has died after a long battle with cancer. He was 61. McEachin, a Democrat, had just won re-election for a fourth, fourth term in Virginia's 4th District. His chief of staff says this morning he was diagnosed with colorectal cancer back in 2013. For their part, Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine from Virginia say they have known McEachin for decades and in statements separately said they are devastated to learn of his passing. McEachin was only the third African-American to represent Virginia in Congress. Coming up on WTOP After Traffic and Weather, the top stories we're following for you this morning. A progressive Democratic congressman, as we've just been telling you, from Virginia has passed away. We'll have more on his legacy. And the Senate is set to vote, we're told, on legislation to protect same-sex marriage and interracial marriages today. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories. Tuesday morning, November 29th, where the time now is 2.18. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, over to Rich Hunter first in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, traveling on the Beltway in Virginia on the Idle Loop as you leave the American Legion Bridge past the exit for the GW Parkway uh, to a point just beyond the bridge for Georgetown Pike over the Beltway. Single left lane gets you through the works, and as of late, delays there have been brief. Rest your trip on the Idle Loop in pretty good shape, headed south towards Springfield. It is a work zone in the express lanes on the Idle Loop as you approach I-66. Single file right gets you by not causing a delay. Interloop express lanes, though, are closed between the entrance in Springfield and 66 due to the overnight work. If you're traveling a 95 in Virginia north down near Route 3 Fredericksburg and continuing up toward the Rappahannock work zone blocks, the left lane you get by without delay. Beyond that, nothing else in your way headed up toward the Beltway. 66 eastbound between 29 Centerville and Route 28. Still down to a single left lane to that work zone. Down to a left lane again between 123 and Nutley Street. 
As you approach the pass over the beltway that works on blocks, a single right lane. In Maryland, 210 northbound closed between Swan Creek Road and Fort Washington Road. Uh, crash involving a pedestrian that remains under investigation. Additionally, they also had the southbound left lane closed there as well. Again, any traffic northbound is uh, diverted into the service roadway to get around the closure. Again, no word yet and when that will reopen. We will keep you posted. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking the next couple of days for you. Your Tuesday, not too bad. High temperature in the low 50s, going 53 with a mixture of clouds and sun. Uh, Wednesday, all clouds, good chance for rain early in the day. High temperature of 60. Sounds great, but uh, once again, rain and wind. Winds gusting 30 to 40 miles per hour, bringing wind chills in the 30s on Thursday. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 41 degrees at Tyson's Corner, 29 in Potomac, 41 at Lafon Plaza. We are looking at 40 degrees straight up and holding in our nation's capital. Tuesday morning, November 29th. Welcome into the 2 a.m. hour. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP, where the time now is 2.20. WTOP and Silver Diner now bring you Free Lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP, whether you're at home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday. Enter to win free lunch courtesy of Silver Diner and plan your next luncheon with up to five additional guests. There's something for everyone at Silver Diner with over 100 menu items, including vegan and gluten-free options and your diner favorites. So don't miss out. Enter to win today at WTOP.com. Search free lunch. With Dean Lane on WTOP. CBS News Brief Congress may stop railroad unions from going on strike for the first time since 1992. Southern Illinois University's Gregory DeYoung. It's surprisingly fast action on the part of, of the president and the Congress to really preemptively head this off, whereas last time they really let it go to the uh, to, to the ninth hour or the eleventh hour. A guilty plea in Buffalo by the man who killed ten black people at a supermarket in May. CBS's Jerika Duncan. Prosecutors say the killer spent months researching his intended target because of the number of black people living in the neighborhood. In court, one prosecutor repeated the phrase "because they were black" several times after referring to each person who died. In Hawaii, the world's largest active volcano is erupting. Major General Ken Hara. To ensure that we remain responsive and ready, the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency um, activated their emergency operations center this morning at 1 a.m., so they're fully activated. CBS News Brief. WTOP News Time, 222. From Shanghai to Beijing, protests have erupted across China. This kind of dissent against the ruling Communist Party is rare, sparked by anger over the country's zero-COVID policy. As numbers increase at demonstrations in major cities, so too has the number of complaints as some people are now calling strongly for greater democracy and freedom. This morning, author and Asia expert Gordon Chang, whose books include The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War, with his take. This is extraordinary because these protests across China took place without coordination, without leadership. They spontaneously occurred because people across China are sick and tired of the Communist Party. You know, the party is very good at coercing people, imprisoning them, intimidating them. But when something like this occurs, and this was the fire on Thursday in Urumqi in northwestern China, 
it just triggered people's emotions, especially because children were killed unnecessarily. I mean, this was because uh, fire trucks, firefighters couldn't get to the building because of COVID barricades on the roads. Some are comparing these uh, nationwide protests to what happened in Tiananmen Square back in 1989. Is this similar or is this maybe just a flare up that might go away in a couple of days? Well, this is a flare-up that could go away, but it is a flare-up that will come back. It'll flare over something else. And in sense, they're very different than what happened in 1989. In 1989, although the protests were larger, it was Beijing and 370 other cities, people were not protesting the Communist Party rule. All they wanted were hardliners to get out of the way so that there could be some reform in the party. Now people are saying, we don't want the party at all. We want Xi Jinping to step down. We want to overthrow the party. So this is revolutionary now. And we're going to have to see where this goes. But it looks like China, for this very reason, is going to be unstable for quite some time. Is she in trouble? I think so. You know, last month when he cemented his control over the Communist Party, people were saying, well, he, he's a dictator for life. Well, Maybe, but it might be quite a short life. As she has gained control over the party and cemented it, the party has been losing control of Chinese society. And this was evident at the end of last month with those protests at the iPhone factory in Zhengzhou in the central part of the country. Those were also extraordinary in different ways, but they were extraordinary. And those protests at uh, the iPhone plant have continued up until about last week or so. That's author and Asia expert Gordon Chang talking there with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. WTOP at 225 Money News at 25 and 55. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The CEOs of supermarket giants Kroger and Albertsons, which owns Acme, Kings, and other chains, expected to testify before the Senate today about their proposed $24.6 billion merger, which some lawmakers fear will result in less competition and higher prices for consumers. Investors will continue to keep an eye on the situation in China today. That's after the COVID surge and protests over lockdowns rattled investor nerves yesterday. Several regional Fed heads also talked about the Fed keeping up the fight against inflation, and that soured the buying mood as well yesterday. The Dow, the S&P, and the Nasdaq all finished in the red. And if you're in the market for a used car, your timing is pretty good right now. Used vehicle prices are dropping like a stone. They're falling at the fastest pace in decades, according to Pantheon Macroeconomics. Down nearly 16% since their peak in January. That's as the main buyers for used cars, middle and lower earners, pull back on big ticket purchases. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Denise Pellegrini on WTLP. PAI Medical Virginia can grow your hair back with the latest technology for hair transplants and treatments. The technology doctors have used for years to restore damaged cells can now help slow or stop your hair loss. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. 
A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.